Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, and this is the third week of the season of Easter. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen indeed. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many, in various ways, by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 32, beginning this morning at verse 48. On that very day, the Lord addressed Moses as follows, Ascend this mountain of the Abraim, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, across from Jericho, and view the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites for a possession. You shall die there on the mountain that you ascend, and you shall be gathered to your kin, as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his kin. Because both of you broke faith with me among the Israelites at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin, by failing to maintain my holiness among the Israelites. Although you may view the land from a distance, you shall not enter it, the land that I am giving to the Israelites. Moses now knows where he is going to die. He is nearing the end. From the mountain, he will be able to see the land that God's people will enter, but he himself will not enter it. Neither Moses nor his brother Aaron will enter the promised land. After leading Israel all the way back from the confrontation with Pharaoh through the Red Sea to Sinai and into the wilderness, the text tells us that Aaron and Moses are denied entrance because of their own disobedience at Meribah at that certain incident that had occurred along the journey. I've often been puzzled by the nature of Moses' transgression and why the Lord would hold it against him to the end. It never seemed quite fair, especially since the Lord is a God who shows mercy and abounds in loving kindness and forgiveness, and since Moses is the Lord's servant, and Moses and the Lord have been so incredibly close that Moses has seen God and talked with him. But the event of Moses' death becomes for us also a powerful metaphor for God's people and for our connectedness to our own time, place, and generation. 
a reminder that we are human. We learn first that Moses suffers the same fate of his generation. Moses' sin, well, it may seem minor, is still part of the sin that characterizes his whole generation. The shortcomings of their faith in God and God's goodness, their failure to trust, their lack of patience. We see something happen similar to the prophets, especially the prophets around the exile. They too will suffer along with and also because of the sins of the people of their generation. To some degree, even Jesus' own suffering and death tell the story of the hard-heartedness and rebellion of his time, actually of all times, and he, as he becomes representative for his people, and through that people, representative of all people. Next, we have to mention before God, so before, we have to mention, uh, as we've done before, God's work is, is always more than the work of a single person in a single generation. It is longer than that. It is deeper than that. It is slower than that. It moves wider. And so not even Moses can, accompany, can, can, can encompass it all, nor can he do it all. Even Moses, as great of a person, a man as he is, a figure, uh, in Scripture, he simply plays his part in his place in his time. Finally, as we have reached the end of Deuteronomy, we have heard a lot about the faithlessness of God's people that will eventually lead them to being removed from the land and put out into exile. In a way, Moses embodies the almost but not quite of the human ability to walk blameless before the Lord that is never really solved until Jesus' ministry until his life, his death, and resurrection. It is in Moses' death, even by never entering it, that he is in a sort of a permanent exile, awaiting God's release and God's freedom. St. Paul writes to the Romans that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and the writer of Hebrews tells us how all of the faithful witnesses in Scripture, even Moses, look forward in faith to Christ Jesus, in whom they finally will receive the reward of their faith. And maybe that is why this is such a powerful image and why it communicates so clearly to us today to see Moses standing high on the mountain, looking out to the promised land that he has grasped and seen only by faith. Because we too can only catch a glimpse of God's kingdom by faith. But it is a faith in Christ that will not disappoint, who finally leads us along with Moses and all of God's faithful witnesses into the joy of God's kingdom, into the life of the world to come that has been opened to us already in the death and resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. All of this that we have heard in Deuteronomy gives us a picture of the promise that it all comes to life in the crucified and risen Savior of the world, Jesus Christ our Lord, who fulfills all things fulfills all righteousness. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, 
free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, especially the people, the leaders, the ministers of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison. For those who govern the nations of the world and for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for who else, for what else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome by adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.